0: Hey, it's Greg Stanley. As a new aspect of my automotive passion and hobby, I am a car specialist consultant for R.M. Sotheby's. If you need assistance consigning a collector car at Amelia Island, Pebble Beach, Auburn, West Palm, or Hershey, email me directly at gstanley at rmsotheby's.com. This is the Collector Car Podcast, the home for the auto enthusiast. Join Greg Stanley as he applies over 25 years of insights and analytical experience to the collector car market. He will interview the experts and throw in some fun stuff as well. Well, today for all of you automotive photographers or wish to be photographers, I have a special guest today. I'd like to welcome Gary Kessler. Gary, how are you doing today?
1: Doing well, Greg. Good to talk to you.
0: Yeah, I appreciate you being on today. It's funny, we were Al taking or you were taking pictures of some cool cars recently and it occurred to me, hey, you know what? You're doing a wonderful job. You do it as a profession. I bet there's some tips you could give the average auto enthusiast that they could take slightly better pictures <laughs> of the their favorite car to post on, you know, Instagram or Facebook or one of their favorite social media channels. So I appreciate you joining us today.
1: It's my pleasure to be here and I uh, got a few tips. So uh, if you're ready, we can jump into it.
0: Okay, well, before we get to the tips, why don't you tell me a little bit about your car passion? Uh, I know that we initially met through the Cincinnati Concourse to Elegance um, through some of those meetings in that event. And I know you take a lot of automotive pictures around the Ohio tri state area. So if you could give us a little bit of information about you and your passion for cars and taking pictures of cool cars.
1: Sure. I Well, I got into photography very young because uh, my dad was an amateur. And um, we were both into cars. So. They were natural subjects. I've actually been photographing cars my whole life. But professionally, I got into it re- really around 1996 when one of my clients uh, started working for Ogara, Hess, and Eisenhart. And we pretty much went around the world photographing armored Humvees and Suburbans and Toyota Land Cruisers for about 16 years. And after that, I shot all the advertising for the Tide NASCAR racing team for about 10 years, and after that, it just kind of segued into shooting for the Cincinnati Concourse d'Elegance, right now I'm their lead photographer, and I put together a team of about six people, and we do this, all the still photography and day of show photography, and work on a little bit of video for them, not to mention working for several auction companies and, of course, private collectors.
0: Wow, that's really cool now, what was one of the biggest hurdles you had to overcome in photographing cars? Because I know everybody thinks it might be easier than it really is. I know that a lot of reflective surfaces stuff you need to watch out for like time of day, and you know what are some of the obvious stuff that folks forget about when they're taking pictures of their cars
1: most important thing anybody can do when photographing a car is put your camera on a tripod if you have one uh, that just makes everything much easier. Uh, after that, the most important thing is do not shoot when the sun is straight up in the sky. So in the summer, uh, best time of day to shoot is from sunrise to about 10, 10.30 and then from 4.30 to sunset. The middle of the day is the absolute worst time of day to do photography. Uh, the colors don't show up and the shadows are much too harsh. The other thing I would say is if they have a circular polarizing filter that reduces reflections on the glass and any high gloss surfaces on the car. Also, big tip, if it's overcast, that's a great time to shoot the car. Overcast is much easier than bright sunshine.
0: I would have never thought that overcast would be better than bright sunshine, honestly. Why is that?
1: So when you photograph a car in a studio, you put a big box light over the car, which is a big white reflective surface. Uh, When the sun is out, the sky is mostly blue. Of course, there may be some clouds which will reflect in the car, but it's mostly a blue sky, so it makes the car very contrasty. A cloudy, or not real, real cloudy, but somewhat of an overcast day softens the harshness of the sun and lets you bring out the contours in the metal more than the bright sun huh, and it okay. also gives you much more gives you more even light over the, the the entire car from from front to back and top to bottom
0: so what's i know it depends on the season we're in but let's just say for the summer what's the ideal time mm-hmm. to photograph a car outside
1: well, depending on how many shots you want to get, uh, like like for my uh, auction clients, we sometimes have to do 40. As you know, have to do 40 or 50 shots. So I prefer the afternoon because we have better light longer, meaning from say four to eight, eight thirty. In the morning, you only really have great light till from maybe sunrise, whatever time that is, to. Nine nine thirty. So you got to move a lot faster in the morning than you do in the afternoon. Plus, the color temperature of the light in the morning is colder, and or cooler, and uh, the the afternoon light just looks better on a car it's warmer your eye feels more comfortable looking at
0: it right right okay yeah and we were you were i should say i say we i was physically there (laughs) you were filming a really cool 2000 acura nsxt that was monaco blue a really rare color one of 44 and it's actually the cover art for this episode is there differences you need to make allowances based on the color of the car a black car versus a white car versus a blue car versus a red car
1: A a little bit. I mean, you know, a lot of times what happens, like, well, our shoot's a perfect example of it. You know, we got there, it was a spectacular day, bright sun, and, you know, you've got to find the right angle for the car to be positioned to the sun. If you you look at the photos we did, if you'll recall, the sun was at about a 45-degree angle to the car, so we weren't getting real specular highlights. Specular highlights are those sharp dots you see on the chrome and the body style so we turn the car a little bit away from the sun and that gives you a little bit nicer light you don't want the car right on into the sun you also want the sun over your shoulder as opposed to shooting into the sun
0: okay that's a great point have the sun over your shoulder so you're not shooting into the sun because i know that the car did have to be moved quite a bit to get all the shots i also know that you were very particular about placement So if you would talk about, you know, the surroundings, the the concrete you're placed on or the trees behind it or buildings, kind of what are some do's and don'ts uh, for placing the car for a great shot?
1: Sure. One of the most important things is be sure your surface is level because you don't want the car to be going uphill or downhill or sideways when you shoot it. So the first thing is be sure your surface is level. Second thing is be sure your surface is as clean as possible, meaning, of course, as asphalt or concrete, it's going to have some cracks and dirt and blemishes, but you don't want a lot of uh, small gravel and stuff like that. So you always look for a clean surface. The other thing we do is look for a clean or clear background, and that can be either a building or a group of trees or just a clean horizon line, but you don't, typically want any type of telephone poles, electric poles, light posts, sign posts poking up from behind the car because it's very distracting and ruins the line in the photograph. So you always want to keep the body as clean as possible with nothing distracting from the lines behind it.
0: Yeah, and it was really funny because the way you positioned the car there were gorgeous trees behind it and one tree was a lighter green than the other the other trees around it. Now, not everybody has your skill sets, but you basically said to me, see that green tree? Light green tree, that will not be that way when the pictures are done. So sure enough, when I saw the final pictures, all of them were the same color. So that obviously was some type of Photoshop editing, correct?
1: Correct, yeah. What we did is went in and uh, selected that light green tree in Photoshop and did a combination of a hue adjustment and a lightness adjustment to make it match the greens of the other trees. It actually t- only took about, I don't know, 2 or 3 minutes per shot. It's pretty quick uh, with Photoshop right now. The technology is just amazing.
0: Yeah, and the point of that was you didn't want this gorgeous car to be, you know, shown up by a photobombing light green tree, right?
1: Exactly. And it would it would have been the first thing you see in the photograph because it stood out so much. From the other trees it would have really distracted from looking at the car and you obviously want the car to be the hero
0: right right which it definitely was i noticed that you took like five pictures of each shot but the setting was slightly different uh i guess the brightness it almost seemed like so what was that all about i'm not a photographer so i'm curious as far as what you were doing there
1: Okay, so what I do on any type of a product shoot, and a car is a product obviously, is we do a bracket. So uh, I start my bracket at the perfect exposure, then I go one stop underexposed and one stop overexposed in um, a third of a stop bracket. So I end up with six photographs of the car. And that lets me really dial in the color of the body and paint and the wheels, because uh, some of the wheels are black, some of the wheels are silver.
0: Okay, and I know that's a little more in-depth. I'm just kind of nodding my head along, but I appreciate you you sharing that with us. That's pretty cool. So what about the interior? I know that when I take some photographs uh, on the interior, sometimes it looks better with a flash. Sometimes it looks kind of washed out without one. Is there a particular best practices you would recommend?
1: Yeah, interiors I find to be really difficult to shoot. Uh, the first thing you wanna do is use the widest angle lens that you can. So you can see the mo- most of the interior in one shot. The, the second most important thing, and this is sometimes tricky on a bright day, is if you can photograph the interior in shade, everything just looks better. Uh, If you can't do that, what you can do is use a little flash that's on the camera, or if you have a handheld flash, uh, use that to try to even up some of the differences in the brightness values between the real bright and real dark areas.
0: Yeah, now what about, I've noticed this a lot, I don't know if it's from the professionals or not, but when you're taking exterior shots, even if it's bright outside, do you ever turn the headlights and the taillights on?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I, I, we actually didn't do it on the Acura because I, I didn't feel that we needed it. The lights are so dynamic without it. But sometimes, yeah, especially on some of the older cars where the lights are very small, uh, especially the taillights, if you turn them on and they pop out a little bit more so you can see them better okay. and see the detail in the lights and the, and the uh design of the lights especially on like it like the jag we shot those rear tail lights were were just beautiful right we had enough bright sun we didn't need to turn the lights on but yeah frequently we will turn them on and especially if you have a cloudy or a shady day it's pretty cool to turn the lights on
0: right okay and the other thing you did i thought was pretty cool is you did a couple uh moving shots where you had uh, the driver drive by uh and did, was that like an open aperture to capture the blurriness in the background or how did that work
1: Okay, so that's what we call panning, is the technique that you use. And so you're, you try to match the speed that you turn with the camera shooting as the same speed of the car going past you. And so you use a very slow shutter speed, like a 50th of a second, and your aperture can be whatever the correct exposure is. That's not really that important. And you try to pan to match the speed of the car. That way the car stays in focus and everything else blurs away. Okay.
0: Yeah, that makes for a very dynamic uh, shot of the car moving, which is really, really cool. So to see the cars we're talking about, just go to RM Sotheby's, and if you see a blue Acura, uh, you, know, you know you're looking at the right one. So there's not many of them out there. Uh, is there anything else you'd like to mention as far as tips before we move on a little bit?
1: Uh, just the last tip is when you're doing beauty shots of the exterior of the car, Use the longest lens setting that you can. Most, most folks probably have cameras with zoom lenses, so anything from 70 millimeters to 200 millimeters is ideal for shooting the body of a car. You really don't want to shoot it with a wide-angle lens. It distorts the car and makes it look either wider or longer than it really is. So always use the longest lens possible to shoot the exterior.
0: Awesome. Okay. Now, where can we find some of your photography from all these different events that we've talked about?
1: Well, if you go to the ohioconcourse.com website, uh, most of the photography on the website is mine, uh, and the ones that are not mine would be credited to the other photographers. Uh, you can also find all of my work at kesslerphotography.com, which is my website. Uh, also, r Options, and... Uh, that's probably the, all, the only places you could find the car stuff right now. Also, my Instagram, which is at KesslerPhoto.
0: Now, one thing I didn't give you a heads up about, and I apologize in advance for this, but I do like to play a little game at the end. Uh, this game okay. is called Keep, Cash, and Crush. So I'll give you three cars, one to keep forever, one to cash in, and then one you don't mind sending to the crusher. So I'm going to go ahead and mention the two cars that we know about, the 2000 Acura NSX. And that one only had 18,000 miles or so, and a really rare blue color. So one of 44. The second one will be the 61 Jaguar Mark II, and that's a beautiful car. That was kind of like a dark blue with tan interior with blue piping, Uh, four-speed car, very beautiful car. And then the third car, which I don't know your car taste, so I'm going to kind of Go out on a limb on this one. Um, hmm. You know, I know you drove a Subaru. So I am going to right. say, how about one of the uh, Subaru WRXs from the early 2000s in absolutely mint shape with like 10 miles on it, like showroom ready. So those are your three okay. cars. Which one would you keep forever? Which one would you cash in? And then which one would you crush?
1: I think I would probably keep the acura hmm. i would cash in on the jag and i would crush the subaru
0: oh okay all right that's <laughs> what's the uh so you drive a subaru but not necessarily a subaru collector
1: right i mean i love the subaru it's a fabulous car and it's you know hundred and almost eighty thousand miles just runs great but uh <laughs> i would much rather have an acura to drive around every day than uh Subaru and uh, the Jag, I would love to keep, but uh, since I don't have any garage space, we'd have to let it go.
0: Right. Okay. Well, that makes very sound sense. I like it. Well, I know you mentioned a lot of places to find your pictures, but if someone wanted to hire you for uh, their own photography, how would they reach you?
1: Uh, You can reach me a couple of different ways. You could go to the website and go to the contact section, and that will send me an email and text, which is fine. Or you can email me directly at Gary at KesslerPhotography.com, or give me a call at 513-703-7996.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you for your time today,
1: Gary. My pleasure, Greg. Thanks a bunch. This has been a lot of fun. Thanks for listening to the Collector Car Podcast. Don't forget to give us a nice rating on iTunes, and be sure to follow us on Instagram and everywhere else at the Collector Car Podcast.